Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? You are listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that keep, that makes data your passion. This is your host, Dapper Data. That's right, Dapper Data is here. And I have a special guest today, okay? This is, this is, this is for Data Week. We talked about it before. We talked about how Data Week is going to be very, very important for everybody to listen in and tune into the podcast. And uh, as you know, I typically have people on the podcast, right, that are experts, okay, experts in their field, uh, whether it's data science, whether it's data management, uh, whatever it is, right? Data related, right? I love data. Y'all know that I love data. So all I do is talk about it all the time. And I know, I know you all are tired of hearing me talk about it. But anyway, so uh, so data science has been around for some time and long enough. Uh, it, it, it's been around to the point where we know that there are uh, different generations that have experienced data, right? You have an older generation out there, right? Probably older than me right now. Then you have a younger generation, right? Younger than me uh, that is going through the journey, okay? So you have people that are that have experienced it. They've been there. They 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 know uh, whether whether uh, you, you want to do uh, Python, you want to do R programming. It doesn't matter whether you want to do data visualization, right? Everybody has the same end goal at the end of the day, whether you're older generation or younger generation. But... I think that the younger generation has a new way of embracing the craft, okay? And so we, what we want to do is we'll, we want to be able to hear the new generation because the new job roles that are out there, the new uh, uh, any of the roles that are related to data science, right, data engineering, whatever it is, we want to be able to say, you know, this is what I'm going after, right? You don't you kind of don't want to deal with the older mentality, you know, that's the way I look at it. Um, <laughs> Because because uh, what's driving it is the younger generation, you know, and we know that the end goal is still the same, as I mentioned before. Uh, so I brought on a special guest, somebody that has been in data science uh, for some time, you know, but still a part of the new generation. OK, her name is Lexi Vessel. All right. Now, now, Lexi is I would say that she is very, very smart. You know, she is a genius. She is she she has been through some of the data science realm. You know, she she's been able to go through step by step, you know, what it takes to be a data scientist right now. And she's still growing. But, you know, if you look at her title and things like that, she's labeled a data scientist. Right. And and she has she has been through some steps and and she's able to share those things. And so that's why I brought on the podcast. Now, now, Lexi has. Uh, she's currently with Hitachi Vantara Federal. And as you know, I used to be with Hitachi in the past. So, you know, shout out to Hitachi. I love Hitachi, you know, great people. Um, and 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 she's doing some great data science work over there now, right? She's labeled a data scientist over there and has been doing some great things over there right now. But uh, she also, in the past, some of her history, she's worked with the Department of Defense with as a data scientist as well and done some internships related to data science. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about what led Lexi to become a data scientist. Some of the favorite programming languages that are out there, right? You have uh, you have R, you have Python, right? And you'll get a chance to see what her favorite language is. I mean, I'm 
I'm not biased, you know, but I'll let her talk about her language, you know. <laughs> I'll let her say what she wants to say about it, you know. Uh, but no, no, no. So uh, uh, we'll also talk about data science in the government space because a lot of people don't understand. They, they always equate data science to commercial, but wherever you're at, you know, you have data science that is that can be applicable to any arena, any industry. It doesn't matter. There's data scientists that are everywhere. And if they're not there, you know, those, those businesses, you all need to hire data scientists because, you know, you're missing out big time. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the future of data science. Um, but so without further ado, I want to introduce Lexi Vessel. Now, now she probably introduced herself better than I can. You know, I, I've been doing this thing where I'm trying to introduce people, but I realized that, you know, and we talked about it, Lexi, before that, uh, that, that I think the people, the guests can introduce themselves better. So Lexi, go ahead and tell them, tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lexi. Um, I've been a data scientist for oof, three to four years now, I think. Um, and I studied data science in school. Um, the school that I went to, I went to University of Texas at San Antonio. Mm -hmm. um, and they didn't have a data science major there. Um, it's still mm -hmm. kind of new in the education field. There are some schools that have it as a major and some that don't. Um, so I did a concentration in data science. Um, and that's where I fell in love with it. And then I started working for the Department of Defense as a data scientist. Um, and now I'm working for Hitachi as a data scientist and I love it and I wouldn't change it. <laughs> <laughs> now that, that's, that's pretty interesting. So, I mean, the more I think about it, right. Somebody says, so with, so based off of what you just said, you actually went in looking to be a data scientist, right? Yep. And I, I don't think I've ever heard that before because, because most people are not saying, Hey, I'm going to go in. This is what I want to do from the start. Right. They say, maybe I want to do computer science. OK. And then eventually they get into programming and they say, well, hey, what other roles and opportunities or jobs that are out there? Um, and or they'll say, hey, look, I want to get into I don't know. I've, I've met people that are data scientists that that were financial advisors or something like that at one point. <laughs> and then they became a data scientist. Yeah. Well, you know, and so they jumped they jumped uh, crafts. Uh, so what made you say, hey, I want to be a data scientist from the beginning? So, fun fact, I actually started my major as nursing, um, oh. <laughs> decided that was not a great idea for me, not very good with uh, bodily fluids and such. So, um, my my now husband, he, um, he wasn't too sure about what he wanted to do either, so he was looking at a bunch of different things. He had some programming books, he had some finance books, um, and he couldn't make sense of programming. So I picked it up and I was like, this is this is like reading the alphabet for me. Like it's not that hard for my brain to understand. Um, so I kind of started looking at the computer science field before I chose my major. And um, a big thing that people like to do is software development. That's a huge thing in the tech world is software development. But I don't like just building something and then pushing it off to someone else. I want to actually work with it and see how it impacts um the businesses and so that's how you get into data science really right because you're manipulating the data and then you get to see how it impacts the, the business if i give you these statistics then you can become better because of it no that's a great point you know and and the more i think about it i've been in the government industry as well and when i look at it that was one of the toughest parts 
right, of being part of being in the government industry was that I don't know, every time I do something, I don't know who it impacts or what it does. I just dump it off and send it to somebody, right? Whatever I was yeah. doing. And so uh, being a data scientist in whatever industry you're in, you have the ability to kind of see it through a little bit more and actually get that um, that gratification, right? You know, from it, you know, if, especially at the end, if you have those soft skills and then you have the ability to do presentations on the data that, that's there and be able to help uh, from a business decision standpoint, right? Uh, that's important, you know? So, uh, but yeah, all right. So, so when you look at next gen, data scientist, right? You know, I look, I don't know where I fall because I think I'm like in between, <laughs> right? I'm getting too old, you know, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I'm one of those people where I'm just, I'm just trying to fit in, right? You know, but I look at uh, next generation data scientists, okay? And when I look at that and I think really hard about it, I, I know that they're, break, they're starting to break things in a certain categories where you say, all right, I'm a data scientist, right? People who are doing the modeling, of things, mm -hmm. right? You know, people who have certain uh, end goals, right? That's different from a theory standpoint. Then you have the data engineers, right? You know, who are, and every every role is important, right? You, know, oh, yeah. you have the engineers, you know, you have the architects from that standpoint, the ones who are building, right? The, uh, the plumbing aspect. Uh, but then you also have like the, the business developers, right? The business intelligence developers in there. Mm -hmm. So you have like your Tableau, you got your Microsoft BI or something like that. And, and so that's all interesting. And I think the way I look at it is that the next gen data scientist is gonna kind of be further defined in those three categories. Um, but you still have to know certain things like your math, your statistics, your visualization, right? You know, and I, I see a, a, a data science in the future, kind of having to be that storyteller at the end of the day and being the person that kind of can know a little bit about all of that, you know, uh, what do you see, what, what, what does it mean to, the, to be the next gen data scientist, you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, there was a period of time where data science was just kind of a blanket word for everything. Um, you have your EDA, you have your machine learning, you have your AI, you have all of it under this one thing. And people don't really didn't really know how to define that. Um, and I think going forward, people are getting starting to nail down those definitions. This is exactly what we want. This is exactly what we think a machine learning engineer should be, you know. Um, and so I think you're just going to have more defined roles. And maybe instead of one or two data scientists to cover everything, you're going to have kind of like a big team of data scientists, one that does engineering, one that does machine learning, all kind of working together um, to further the business's goals. Right. No, I, I agree. And and when you think about it, you have you have the whole process when you ingest data. Yep. Right. You have to you have to put put the data in. You got to clean it. Right. You know. Then mm -hmm. you have to like build the model. You got to productize it, all that stuff. Um, I would love, if I was a data scientist, right, in the next generation, I would love to be able to know the whole process and understand it from beginning to end. You know, I mean, if you have that, that's like a Superman or Superwoman, right? You know, <laughs> Somebody that just, yeah. you know, can do it all, right? You know, and 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 then uh, and and then they can take it from there, right? And they probably make a lot of money because they can do it all. <laughs> but, but like you said, right, and, and being able to, um, I think that's something to say, like for people who want to, who always ask, should I, 
should I know everything? Should I be jack of all trades, you know, I mean, master mm -hmm. of none, or should I uh, be able to master a specific part, right? Data science can be so broad, you know, yeah. I, I'm too, a true believer in mastering like specifics, right? You know, yeah. within that. And so I, I think that's a good, good, uh, good thought process, you know, so, uh, well, yeah, so go ahead, what were you about to say? I was going to say, I think it depends on the companies as well, because there are going to be certain companies that want nothing to do with AI or machine learning. They're only going to want someone that's ever going to focus on that data engineering, you know, the bringing it in, the transforming it, and then the loading it to another database. So I think it really, I think it's going to be really dependent on where companies are moving forward as well and not necessarily just on the data scientist. I, I remember reading when I was becoming a data scientist, I remember reading so many articles about data scientists that were unhappy because it was so much focused on the EDA and the ETL um, and not really working towards those models. But if that's only what your company wants, then that's all you can do. Right, um, right. That's so I think great, it'll be interesting. That's a really great point, you know, because I guess a lot of people, and even from my standpoint, I'm looking at it as, and maybe it's a selfish thing to do, right? But I'm looking <laughs> at it as only me. It's all about me, right? I'm a data scientist. This is what I love. This is what I want to do, right? <laughs> yep. but, uh, but the companies have different different uh, reasons why they're hiring, hiring a data scientist, you know, or what they deem may be a data scientist, right? Because sometimes mm -hmm. they're like, it's a data science, but is it really, you know, you might be doing some engineering, you might be doing you know, something else, you know, so yep. uh, that's a great point, you know, so, all right, so let's, I'm, I want to rewind a little bit and, and, and go over your, the process to get to where you are now, right, you know, and one of the things you talked about was data science in the government industry, mm -hmm. okay, and, you know, I know that depending on where you worked at, you know, you can only talk about certain things, but you know, when you think about it at a high level, right, a lot of people tend to think that there's a difference, right, between the data science and the government and the commercial. And the way I look at it, because I've been in both industries, is that the goal, the end goal is still the same, right? At the end of the day, you're trying to take the data and turn it into something that's actionable or viable, right? You know, that's just yeah. the goal, right? Uh, but but you tend to work on some things, right? Go, the government is, you tend to work on some things that's different in the commercial. Commercial space is always ahead of the game. We talked about it. They're ahead <laughs> of like, you know, the latest technologies and things like that, you know. Um, but then you got the government who's kind of behind, right? They're still doing like analog record keeping and all that, you know. <laughs> so uh, so you're bringing out a data science to handle some of that stuff where you're like, oh, this is so boring, it's tedious, you know, but I have to do it, right? You got to clean it all up and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but you still have to make sense of the information at the end of the day, you know, what are some of the things that you've seen, you know, when you think about data science in the government, what comes to mind, you know, what are some of the things that you dealt with the government, you know, at a high level? Um, so I think, I think there's kind of two sorts to data science in the government. Um, there are some things that they push and that they're excelling at and that they're doing really well at, like natural language processing. They are... That is a top thing for them right now. So they are putting so much resources into that to where they, they're working on it with universities. So they're really trying to further natural language processing. And when you click on a word, what, what other languages pop up for it? So they're really excelling in that area, right? But they fall short in other areas. Um, 
at the agency I used to work at, it was a three-letter agency, they had a saying, all the data scientists had a saying, and um, it was Jupiter Notebooks or the Swiss Army Knife of data science. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, you and I know that's not true, but right. <laughs> the government moves so slow and they are so behind in some of these technological areas that all you had to work with was a Jupyter notebook. So you had to do as much as you could with that one notebook. Right. Um, and so it would be, you do a one and done kind of job. Oh, well, this person needs this one thing, so I'll make a notebook for it and I'll be done with it and I'll move on to the next one. Um, so it's really behind in that sense, as in there's no structured, hey, we have this awesome data science thing, let's push it, push it through so that way it reaches kind of like an executive level. Mm -hmm. um but in terms of natural language processing they're doing really well and it's the forefront of everyone's mind so they're kind of they're kind of in this contradiction spot if that makes sense yeah, yeah definitely it definitely does you know and what i found is in, that's interesting is that they've only kind of just scratched the surface mm -hmm. right you know, within the government industry and i think that's something important to you know look at you know especially for say the new generation that's coming in you know, they're they're probably like, man, I don't want to go to government, right? You know, government seems boring, right? Sometimes, yeah. but uh, but it, well, once you get in, right? If you're allowed to innovate, you're allowed to be able to explore and allowed to ask those hard questions and come up with some value at the end of it. And I think as a data science, you have to be allowed that, right? You know, if you're allowed yeah. to do that, then you could change the game in the government industry you know, for sure. And there's some roles out there, right, that I think that people could take advantage of, you know, whether it's like fraud or uh, like preventing waste, right, or being more efficient with finances or the new drugs and all that stuff like that, depending mm -hmm. on the industry you're dealing with in the government, you know, business intelligence is key and it can help the government at all the levels, right? Even some of the financial decisions that they're making, a lot of times you can have a data scientist in a financial group to be able to help you out, you know, as you hit into different quarterly goals and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. are you wasting money or not, right? I mean, where are the data scientists at in the government to help <laughs> them out with whether they're wasting money or not, you know? <laughs> because because when I look at the data scientists, when I, or, or when I look at um, uh, maybe the end goal, right? A lot of times, like, okay, I'm getting this answer, it's presenting value and all that good stuff. But uh, one of the things I found was that when I make a decision, I can support it with the data, right? I always say that I that 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 if you don't have any employees with your company, the data is like your employee, right? It can be it can actually be an employee for you, probably 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 your most loyal employee, right? You know, for you and stuff. So, you know, um, you know, do do you see different? Um, do you see a lot of different roles? Do you see the same like data engineering or uh, data scientist role or business intelligence role in the government? Are they defining that as, as Um, So they're not yet. I feel like data science and the government is still, like you said, it's still so new. Um, right. I left this year in February and right as I was leaving, um, my agency was just starting to get be okay to start asking those kind of questions, to start asking actual data science questions and to start being able to follow the work through of doing those questions, right? Um, so I think 
if they were to be given more freedom or once they are given more freedom, data scientists, I think you'll start seeing more of those defined roles. Um, and they have to have more people, right? They decide, or the government is very understaffed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know that feeling right there. You know. So, so what do you see? Okay. So I've asked. I usually ask this a lot of times when I'm talking to a data scientist, but I've never had you know more the younger generation data scientists on the on the podcast. Now, you know, a lot of people are always thinking about the future, right? You think about it. People are scared, right, of the robot, the machine, right? Uh, they're like, oh, it's going to take over my job, all this stuff, right? Uh, but as a data scientist now with the younger generation, where do you see the future in data science going? You know, I mean, one of the things I think about is at the end of the day, you're still going to be behind the machine. And you're going to control it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think you might have a different take. I don't necessarily think that robots will take over, you know? <laughs> I think that I think there's still going to be somebody behind the machine, you know, to be able to make the decision and push that stop button, the panic button, if, the, if it does get out of control, you know. Um, and I think that you have to start becoming what I call like a business thinker, right? You know, you have to start thinking about the business, right? That's that's a that's a huge differentiator between like a, mm -hmm. a programmer that sits behind a desk and it's a data scientist or a mathematician that sits behind a desk and a person that is actually speaking you know to the data at the end of the day the results and stuff you know so uh, what are what's your thoughts on the future of data science yeah i think we're going to see a lot more of it i think we're going to start interacting with it a lot more and um a lot of different ways of course you have your robots and you have your grocery stores that are run all by electronics um mm -hmm. and then i think also I was, I have an Instagram, obviously, <laughs> and um, I saw people were doing data science on like The Bachelor, on on the contestants, on how many people are view viewing uh -oh. into each episode, um, and that was just on that was just on Instagram. So I think you're going to start seeing data science creep up in all of these small ways across mm -hmm. everything that we see. Um, and I think that could be, I think that could be a good thing and it could also be a bad thing, right? Because if people aren't supplying where they're getting these data, this data from, if you're not seeing the data sets behind it, then they could just say, oh, well, I know people are going to trust this statistic just because it's a statistic and start All making right. things up. Um, oh. so I, yeah, I think, I think people are, are going to kind of just like with the news, I think you're going to have to be more visual about or vigilant about what you're trusting whether it's a statistic or just a headline you know right right and i i know i'm since i'm working on my doctorate in data science right now one of the things i thought about at first which i'm not going to do for my dissertation <laughs> uh because i i want to graduate i don't want to waste all this time trying to figure out something i just want to do something very simple you know but one of the things i thought about was like predicting like fake news right fake news mm -hmm. that's out there because uh, that's something that's big, like you said. I mean, with social media just going crazy right now, every business, every person that's out there that just wants to post, right? Yeah. You know, how do you detect, right, fake, fake stuff, right? You know, mm -hmm. I don't know, right? You know, but that, <laughs> that's one of the things that I, I definitely have been thinking about, you know. But yeah, you bring up a good point for that, you know. So, all right, so, so, one question. Right, that I like to ask. I had Dr. P on the podcast, who's you know your um, your colleague uh, yes. at Hitachi Vantar Federal, 
And and one of the things I wanted to talk with her about at the time was the journey, right? The journey it takes to be a data science scientist. Um, but that was coming from uh, from a different generation, right? You know, but then you have the younger generation, the, the newer generation here that can sort of, they're closer to the grind, I guess, if you will, right? They're closer to the part where, all right, you, you've been through your elementary, middle school, high school, college, you know, and then now you're like in the career, right? Maybe two or three years in, but like you mentioned before, you actually had the mindset of, I want to be a data scientist, you know, going in, right? Most of the people that are in the older generation, I believe, including myself, I didn't think about data science at all, yeah. right? I thought about uh, computer science because I thought it was a lot of money. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go to computer science, you know? And then I, when I realized it was difficult, right, it was when I had to take an algorithms course and it kicked my butt. And I, oh, I, man. Had, to, I, had, to, I had to retake it, you know? And But that's a whole other story. Anyway, so when I, when I look at the... The closer you are to 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 the beginning stages of your journey, right? You can remember it, right? You can remember mm-hmm. it, and you you can be able to shed that light for some of the newer generation that's coming in behind you, you know. So, if you could tell me what it takes, right, to be a data scientist, you know, what would you say it took to be a data scientist where you're at now? Um, so you can't be afraid to ask questions, obviously, because you're going to have either a company or customers and you have to be able to ask the hard questions. They're not going to know what they want. They're just going to say, I want you to make my company succeed. So you have to say, okay, well, what, what numbers are you doing? You know, what kind of data do you have? Where do you get your data from? Um, and I think you have to be able to think abstractly about the data as well. Um, I like to visualize the data in my head, but I am a very visual person. So not everyone's gonna not gonna think like that, but you need to be able to think about the data in a bunch of different ways. You're gonna have unstructured and structured data. So you need to kind of think about how these different pieces can fit together. Um, right. And of course you're gonna have to have some kind of mathematics because that's just mm-hmm. what data science is. Oh, and I ran from that. I tried to run, I tried to run. <laughs> And they kept bringing me back, you know, even then my trying to do my PhD, they're like, <laughs> Bobby, you have to do some type of quantitative stuff. I'm like, what? What are you talking <laughs> about? Why do I have to do this? You know, why do I have to do statistics? You know, yep. so, oh, my goodness. All right. So one of the things you did hit on. Right. And I always say this, if you're trying to become a data scientist, it, it seems like so if I listen to say like the Dr. P's of the world, right? You know, and then I listen to, you know, the, the Lexis of the world and I listen to somebody else, right? You know, but but you listen through the different generations. It seems like certain some of the stuff is similar, right? You mm-hmm. still have to question everything, right? The goal oh, yeah. is to get the answer to the interesting questions, right? So mm-hmm. you still have to question, question, question. If you're not good at questioning, you know, then, then you need to step it up. You know, that, that seems like, <laughs> you know, um, but but then you also I, I always look at it as when I look at the different steps to becoming where I how I became what I label myself as a data scientist. I look at the questioning. I look at learning some of the basics, too. Right. Like Python coding or being able to code as some sort sort of script or something like that is like just the bare minimum right that you need right and then mm-hmm. like you said math as well now they're they're starting to have this whole no code thing you yep. know which i a little bit because 
I'm like, I put in years of coding work <laughs> and you're just gonna take that away from me, you know? <laughs> I dare you. You know <laughs> They're so wrong for that, man, you know. But <laughs> now just like drag and drop and trying to yep. you know, help people who are the end users. But I guess if you look at it, there's not enough programmers to go around in a world to be able to help everybody else. So I guess you you need that sometimes. But um and also I always say building projects, right? I don't know how outside of your day-to-day jobs if you've done things where you're like all right let me let me build this right have you done that sometimes yeah i have yeah yeah see that's that's something that i think is is key right and being able to have a mentor right a person mm-hmm. that you can always go to and say look let me fact check yeah. anything that i'm going through or or being able to uh you know I always i grab mentors you know like a skills or something you know i love skills <laughs> I'm just grabbing and just pop, <laughs> just popping mentors everywhere, you know. I and I and I don't even ask them, can they be my mentor or anything. I just, <laughs> they, you're my mentor, you know. And yep. it, it doesn't matter age range, it doesn't matter. So Lexi, watch out, you might, you might be my mentor, <laughs> depending, you know. So and I always say like push the boundaries because, yeah. um, like I, I always I the. The, re- the way I became better at my craft was actually going on interviews sometimes, knowing that I was going to fail, right? But certain places like Facebook or Google, right? Some mm. of the commercial world interviews, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, like those are challenging, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I fell probably like about three or four times, you know, trying to go through these interviews, but mm-hmm. it's okay. You get to know what the industry wants. And if you, if you're, if you really want to do that work, you can go back and say, okay, this is what they're looking for. Let me try to become better at that, right? You know, mm-hmm. do you see that as uh as as like those steps as being something that you that you can mix with probably both generations? You think? Oh yeah, for sure. I think um, building projects, going on those interviews, they all challenge you to think about data sets in different ways, right? Usually Facebook or Twitter, whatever, they'll usually ask you some kind of algorithmic question um, Mm -hmm. that you may not encounter either in schooling or during your project. And it just forces you to think about the data set in a different way, which in the end end result helps you become a better better data scientist. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. All right, so the last thing, right, we gotta wrap up soon, but (laughs) this is very important to me because this is before we start the fun stuff, right? We'll have a fun, fun part. But uh, this is important to me because I'm starting to be on the edge of transferring over to the dark side. I call it a dark side Python. <laughs> Python is the dark side. The light side. <laughs> so I am. A, I always talk about. It. I am a, a, a strong R programmer. Right? I love R. You know, uh, I taught myself Python, but I would never put myself on the level as Lexi, right? You know, because um, I just taught myself whatever I could just to get by. I mean, the way I look at it is once you learn a programming language and you learn the foundation, right, you can kind of mm-hmm. easily pick up on others easily. It's yep. just syntax, right? It becomes syntax differentiation. So, um, but since Lexi loves, I think that's her favorite <laughs> she loves Python, you know, we'll talk about Python programming, okay? And I, I want to shed some light to some of the people coming into the industry and they run away from coding, right? Because they're scared, right? It is, it is kind of intimidating, it can be, uh, but, 
maybe the Java, the C++ that I learned back in the day. But Python is actually not that intimidating, right? You know, and right. so what do you, what would you say some of the benefits are, you know, of Python programming? Uh, well, it's easy to use and easy to understand, I think is one of the biggest things that Python has going for it. And R is similarly easy to understand as well. Um, I think R is more geared towards statistical processes. Um, you, it allows you to get down in the nitty gritty and to actually fine tune those kind of statistical changes that you wanna do. Um, whereas Python, they come with built-in packages for it. You can just type it out simply and it does everything for you behind the scenes. You don't have to look at it. You don't have to think about it. Um, but Python does like deep learning or machine learning really well. And it's also very portable, right? So I can write a Python script and then I can import it into another software and it works pretty seamlessly because it's so popular. So I love yeah. Python. No, no, you're right. The portability got me with Python. And it's really, I, I guess I call it like a productive language. You know, it's, it's really uh, uh, good at that. And it's easy to read, easy to write, you know, easy to learn. Um, I mean, it's I easy definitely, on the eyes. it is, I know it's easy on the eyes, right? You know, and so, um, and it's only getting better, right? Different variations, different, different variants, you know? So, all right, I think, I think Python has kind of <laughs> won me over a little yes. bit. Um, I'm just lazy right now about trying to transfer languages. You know, I'm like, oh gosh. You know, I think I went on an interview. You know, uh, and and they talked about how, you know, you're you're really good at R, right? But the industry is going to Python, mm -hmm. and they said, you know, uh, you should really try to um, learn that, right, a little bit more. And I said, well, okay, I guess, you know, I guess I'm. <laughs> I didn't want the job anyway, so <laughs> just put that out there. <laughs> so whatever, you know. But but anyway, so at the end, you know, as everybody knows, I usually end with a dope data nugget at the end of the day. And the way I look at it is, you know, thank you, Lexi. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. You have shed so much light to the new generation and probably helped out the older generation as well, right? Because um, sometimes when we get older, we get stuck in our ways, right? Everybody mm -hmm. does. Right? I mean, I'm one of them. I know I'm going to be one of those people, uh, just looking through being those, you know, looking through my window and stuff, you know, uh, yelling at, yelling at the kids to get off my lawn and stuff, you know, or just sitting <laughs> out on the porch and, uh, or, or just doing exactly what I've been doing for years. And if I've been doing it for years, I don't want to do anything else. Don't change me when I turn 50 something, you know, don't change me at all. So, uh, but you know what I've what I've learned from this conversation is that is that there's there's a lot of things that's different, but one of the there's some things that are universal, right? Mm -hmm. You know the steps becoming a data scientist really hasn't changed that much, right? Some of the key things like questioning, right? That's still a major factor, all right? Mm -hmm. Work ethic is still going to be the same, right? You still have to practice, 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 right? You still have to learn a lot, and um, and we talked about finding a mentor. And things like that. So um, I think those are things are really important, right? To understand that although certain things have changed, maybe there's certain point of views that change from generation to generation. Um, but the but the end goal is always going to be the same, right? Trying to create value for the customer and stuff. Yep. And um, you know, so if there's anything, is there anything that you want to say, Lexi, before for the new generation that's coming in behind you? <laughs> Have fun with it. <laughs> Don't be afraid of it.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people are like scared, right? It becomes yeah. this buzzword. But when they look at things like math and statistics mm. and programming, you know, uh, I, I think a lot of people I've known has actually have actually gone to data visualization because it seems so much easier, right? You know, yeah. that word, you know, those the those two words, right? Data visualization actually seems uh, more appealing than math, right? I mean. <laughs> It even makes me think now, <laughs> do I want to go to data visualization, you know? So, uh, but yeah, that's that's a good point, you know? So thank you for that. All right, so now we're about to have some fun. I have this new thing that I've been doing for my past few, the past few podcasts, um, and I got it from Gary Vee. If everybody knows the motivational speaker, Gary Vee, uh, he does a thing called overrated, underrated. And I thought, I said, you know what? I want to implement that in my podcast because we get so serious all the time, you know, with technology and data science and that it might be my own selfishness, selfishness, right? Just saying, hey, look, I just want to have some fun. I just want to hear what everybody else's thoughts are on things that's not related to technology all the time. Uh, so overrated, underrated. I will give you a word and you get to decide, Lexi, whether you think it's overrated or underrated. Right. <laughs> and. It's funny because some of these, some of these, I've actually presented already to people in the past, but you'll be able to see probably the difference between generations sometimes too, <laughs> based off of it. Um, so it'll be fun, right? I have about seven or eight things that that I'll throw out there to you, and you can choose whether it's overrated or underrated, and you can explain, you know, your your reason behind it. I'll throw my 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 uh, my judgment in there as well, you know. <laughs> So, all right, ready? Ready? All right, okay. All right. The, the first one is cartoons. Ooh, underrated. Oh, okay. Underrated. Okay. I, think so too. I think so too. You know, what's your favorite? Do you watch, you still watch them? Today? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I know, I know, right? It's like our uh, secret pleasure or something. You know, I yeah. <laughs> I, I, I found myself uh, watching, I have, a, I have a three-year-old and sometimes, you know, he's done watching his cartoon <laughs> and I'm still watching it, right? Like old Mickey Mouse and like <laughs> Peppa the Pig and all that stuff, you know, I, and I don't tell anybody that, right? So that was <laughs> out there. All right. All right. So next, social media. Overrated. Overrated. Oh, what? Overrated. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you are part of the new generation. You know, you're <laughs> saying it's overrated. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so surprised. You know, uh, I would expect that more from the younger generation. I mean, the older generation. Saying <laughs> overrated. You know. So okay, okay. All right. Ice cream. Hmm. Overrated? No, oh, okay. I love ice cream, so uh, it's definitely underrated. I like gelato. You know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The gelato is, is good. You know. So I guess you're you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't um, eat it all the time though. I'd rather have like candy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm big on ice cream versus candy. You know, I I love ice cream and cookies. You know, it was at one point where I, I was eating it almost every day, and I had to tell myself to stop. I can't take it anymore, you know. So, um, all right, coffee. Ooh. Uh, underrated? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't drink coffee. 
had like a bad experience when I was a little kid, right? <laughs> it tastes so bad because my dad, you know, he he drank coffee all the time when he was when he was uh, when I was younger and he was older, and and I just couldn't take. I, I tried to taste his coffee that he made, and it just it hurt me. <laughs> it was for no go. You know, it was not made right or something. You know, everybody always tells me that it was not made right. <laughs> I think he he would never put anything else in there, just straight black coffee. You know. Oh so, no. Yeah, yeah. It was hot and it was nasty, and that's what <laughs> I remember from it. And I said I'll never taste coffee again. You know, so I haven't from there. You know. I don't like it then. Probably keeps you up, right? It's like, hey, yeah. you know. I'm ready. I'm I'm a data scientist. I'm a programmer. I need coffee. You know, that might oh, be yes. a data scientist like uh care package or something. They need coffee in there. Yes. <laughs> Should be like a gallon. Right, 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 right. All right. Teleworking. Ooh, underrated. Mm, I agree. I agree. I love teleworking. I know, right? It's, it's almost like once you get a taste of it. Can you oh. really go back to anything no. else? You know? I mean, no. if your company that you're currently working at somehow just forces you to, then maybe you have to weigh the benefits, the con, the pros and cons. But if I were to go to another company, I I cannot go to a company that says I will go in the office every mm-hmm. day, right? Yeah, my husband and I talk about this all the time, and we always say I'd rather take a pay cut. And work exactly. at home <laughs> and go in every single day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, when you think about it, the benefits, you're actually saving money, yes. right? You know, when you're when you're in home every day, mm-hmm. right? It's a lot of things, you know, everything from the car and gas, right? You're probably wearing almost the same outfit that whole week if you're on calls and stuff. <laughs> Who knows? You know. <laughs> yep. you, have your, you know, you don't care, right? You know, um, so you're saving a lot in many, many aspects, you know, when you're teleworking. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'll be willing to take a pay cut, right? Because I'm actually sitting at home I'm t- <laughs> and I'm not spending money, you know, so yep. it makes, you know, all right. Less stress with traffic and everything. I know the stress, right? The stress yep. of traffic. That's why I told you earlier, I had to leave the, mm-hmm. the position I was at when I would go out to Chantilly. I mean, traffic was just stupid. Miserable, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand. It was one of those times where you just you're you're in bumper to bumper traffic and you get out, right? Just because I wanted to just raise my hand and say, "Who is doing this? Who is, who is you know?" I got out one time and I asked. I'm looking around. Who is in the front of all of this? I wish I could go up in front of them and say, "You know, I dare you do this to me." You know. So, all right. So being on time. What do you think? Um, underrated. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I look at it as overrated sometimes, you know. I'm like, are y'all really starting on time? Y'all not starting on time anyways. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. In, you know, and then I like to be, you know, the person that comes in and they everybody's looking and they're like, who is the person? <laughs> And I'm really not anybody, right? And I just sit down. <laughs> you like to make a grand entrance. Yeah, they think you're important, right? You know, but you're not. Yep. <laughs> All right, traveling. Traveling, ooh, underrated. Mm, I agree. I agree completely. I agree. You know, I miss it right now yeah. with Corona, and I still do it anyways. You know, I'm like, <laughs> look, 
I'm tired now. I'm telling you right now, I don't care if COVID is right next to me sitting on a plane. <laughs> I'm going to be on that plane with a mask and a hazmat suit, and I'm traveling to where I want to go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All right. So last one. All right. This one right here is going to really be something that I think everybody's going to really pay attention to. All right. Lexi, because you have the you have different generations that really believe in this one thing. All right. Oh boy. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. The printer. The printer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly think it's overrated. <laughs> I it is so overrated, you know. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I actually had um, Dr. Pete knows this person. He was on the podcast, Dr. Benjamin Harvey. Uh, he's a data scientist, and he he was like he had a printer right behind him, right? He's oh, like, gosh. printer is so underrated. It needs to be used. I use it all the time. You know, I'm just printing out stuff. You know, I'm like, this is it kills me to see a printer right anymore. You know, yeah. And because uh, you can just sign off on stuff from through PDF, right? Right? You know, mm -hmm. you don't have. To you don't need a printer, right? You know, but hey, you know, teach his own. So, all right, that was it. That was fun. All right. <laughs> uh, so, as always, you know, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. This is your host, Dapper Data. Lexi Vessels, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. It was amazing, you know, to have you on the podcast and you really shed some light on you know, the new generation, the new generation way of thinking, you know, from a data scientist perspective. And uh, you you really gave some gems, some strong gems and some nuggets on how they can become uh, better data scientists. So people that are in high school, people that are in college, you know, if they're listening to this podcast, you know, then you already gave them a, a way forward. You know, they don't need to do anything else but listen to this podcast and listen to Lexi and they have a golden way of becoming a great data scientist, you know. So, uh, Lexi, before I leave, where can they reach you at? Um, I'm on Instagram, mm -hmm. and that's about it. <laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. Are you on? You're on LinkedIn as well, right? If they want to. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, if you want to, any data scientists, uh, any data science questions or anything like that, you know, definitely ping Lexi. Very smart individual. Um, and, um, and I'm not just saying that because she works for Hitachi, you know, so, you know, Hitachi, great company, you know, so, all right. So you all, as you know, you can reach me, um, just follow me on at, at Mr. Dapper Data on any one of the social media platforms. Um, my link is always in my bio and also subscribe to Data is My Science podcast. The link is also in the bio as well. And if you want to purchase my latest book that I have, uh, it's my Dapper Data book. So it's www.mrdapperdata.com forward slash Dapper book. And it really talks about how to help businesses increase profit, increase revenue, and, and also make better decisions as far as the social media data. All right. Uh, thank you again, Lexi, for being on the podcast. You know, as usual, I'm out. All right. I love you all. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Data Is My Science Podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data.